There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are in France, which means Tubi is more popular than cigarettes for breakfast. It's more popular than considering iced coffee a total abomination. More popular than loving political revolutions. More popular than mer and mer somehow being different words. Tubi, it's more popular than being French. See you in there. So why do you want to learn a new language? I'll tell you why. Because donde esta el baño can be a very important question at times. You know, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. I love the fact that I can go from my laptop to my phone to pretty much anywhere and learn the language of my choice. Not to mention I'm bringing my communication skills to new heights. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a limited time, Star Talk Radio listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash startalk. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash startalk today. Our universe is filled with secrets and mysteries, leaving us with many questions to be answered. Now more than ever, we find ourselves searching for those answers as the very fabric of space, science, and society are converging. Here for the first time, these worlds collide as we give you the knowledge that breaks the barrier between what is science and what is merely pop culture. This is, this, this is Star Talk. Now, here's your hosts, astrophysicist Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson and comedian Lynn Koblitz. Star Talk. Welcome. Welcome. Gwen, how, how are you today? I love our intro. It, well, the comedian. Astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson and the hooker with a heart of <laughs> Well, I, actually, I have a day job. It's a director of the Hayden Planetarium in New York City. I know you, but. and I don't have a day job. I'm a comic. I'm just a, I'm just a funny monkey who's here to add some color to uh, this. What are we so, talking about today? Wait, so comedians don't have day jobs. They have night jobs. That's you guys work. No one goes to the comedy shops at 10 in the morning. <laughs> no. Right. <laughs> Not if you're normal. Right. So, Neil, what is today's show? T- today fun. we are talking about space tourism because it's the holidays. People go on vacation. And we are not that far away from going into space as a choice among your vacation destination. Can we do that now? No. <laughs> I mean, this is very exciting because I have some people I'd like to send up in space right now. Well, there are people who are taking it very seriously, entrepreneurs with a lot of money. One of them, Richard Branson. You know Richard Branson? Uh, yes, Richard Branson is a Virgin Atlantic guy. Virgin Atlantic guy. Well, he's, he's being entrepreneurial, and he started Virgin Galactic, <laughs> which, is, 
which won't only it won't only take you from one country to another. It'll take you into space. Okay, but this is what gets me about this. When mm-hmm. when is he planning on doing this? In, in two thousand nine, you told me. Well, no, well, no. They, have, they need a working spacecraft to make this happen, and they don't have one yet. So. But he's already collecting money, he's, correct? People have already bought their seats. How much? A couple hundred grand. A couple hundred grand. <laughs> a couple hundred grand. How many seats has he sold already? Uh, more than a hundred, but more than what would fit on his first flight. So, so he's already he doesn't even have this made up yet. He no. doesn't even he hasn't even made a, a vehicle. But he's collecting money to do so. Okay, and, p- people listening, they should know that they can, listening to us right now, should know that they can call in <laughs> because I, I don't know if anyone else is as interested as I am. And you know, I went and interviewed people on the street, but I think that this is crazy. Cr- crazy. You think it's crazy. Well, it's, first of all, it's a maiden voyage. You can call Star Talk at 1 520 Oh, and by the way, Lynn, yes. I told my publisher that I'm doing the program and <laughs> they offered like free books. For all callers who call into this show. Your book. My recent book, Death by Black Hole. <laughs> Inscribed. If you call in, you get a free book and you get a free membership, one-year membership to the Planetary Society. Well, that's very nice. Yeah. yeah wow, cool. we're offering fancy stuff. Call we in. are. We are. But we have to, I, I don't think you should just be able to get, these are nice gifts. So I think we have to really feel that your question was a good question. Okay. Well, you can be, you can judge that. I'm not that mean. I'll be the judge. <laughs> and I'm sorry for giggling at your title of your book, but okay. Death by, I feel like it should be called Death by Black Hole or How to Get Rid of Your Mother-in-Law. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I bumped into uh, uh, Bill Nye about this. He's an old bud of mine. You know, he's an engineer, and he's thought a lot about trying to go into space. The Bill un- Nye, the science guy? The science guy. Oh Bill Nye, the science guy. Let's see what he has to say about this. Okay. Hey, Bill Nye, the science guy here. I know what you're thinking. What does the vice president of the Planetary Society think of space tourism? Well, it's fine if you've got 20 meg. million U.S. So maybe it's not for everyone. But the current space tour guides are trying to build a rocket that may take us all closer to solving the old beer can problem. See, an airliner like the one you might take to a talk FM radio listeners convention is about 90% people in plane and only 10% fuel. Well, for some future space plane to take off from a runway, fly around in space, and get back, it would have to be 95% fuel. Just 5% for rocket frame, your friends, and you. That's a ratio akin to that of liquid to metal in a soft drink or beer can. We'll need new materials and new ways to put them together. Maybe the new space tour designers working away from the old aerospace world will help us come up with these innovations. A ticket to space may be a way to create a new kind of rocket science. Well, I got to fly. Bill Nye on the sky. <laughs> All right, Neil. Well, here's the good news. We found someone who's a bigger geek than you. <laughs> We are all card-carrying geeks out there, let me tell you. Oh, my gosh, Bill Nye. He's our man, Bill Nye. He's like the the nation's science teacher. Okay, he's an engineer. He's an engineer. And I'm just trying to wrap my little simple brain around all this. And you're an astrophysicist. An astrophysicist. So you can't turn the TV on these days. Neil, without without some sort of show about people stranded on an island or... Yeah, okay. So I want to know who would be more important to have on the island, you or Bill Nye? <laughs> well, I could certainly give you some romantic nights pointing out the sky, but I have to confess, <laughs> I would pick Bill Nye over me. <laughs> so, I, so you could say, this looks bad, <laughs> but Bill could actually create something to get you off the island, He will maybe? create the machine out of the coconuts that'll help you get off the island. So he would be like the like professor? The prof- like the professor on Gilligan's Island. And you would be the movie star? <laughs> For sure. You can call in and tell us what you think. 1-888-520-9710. Get yourself a free book and a free year subscription to the Planetary Society, of which Bill Nye serves as the vice president.
as he grew so out. So what is this this thing that Bill and I was just talking about, and, and people listening, tell me if you, you get it. Maybe I'm just simple. Maybe people out there are just mo- much smarter, you know, but it, uh-huh. it's weird because you and I are the two sides of the spectrum. You're the genius, and I'm <laughs> the not genius. No. So here's my question. Mm-hmm. His beer can theory, is Bill and I basically saying – that, that this can't happen yet? No, yes, he's saying it because we, we don't have spacecraft that are 95% fuel that can just sort of take off from a runway and then land on that same runway. And so he's saying that Richard Branson's idea is kind of crazy considering to take that much money from that many people when you might be, have to send them out two at a time. Am I, I right? Consider them investors. <laughs> investors. I, I don't, they're not probably thinking of themselves that way. They're thinking of themselves as first passengers. But they're rich and crazy is what they are. Crazy rich people. That's exactly what that is. It's, that's, right. that's scary to me. And, you know, when you're up in space, if they finally gets it done, you get a, a, a few minutes of weightlessness and a gorgeous view of the Earth. That's that's it. Do you, what kind of seat do you get? Do well, you know? I, I don't know. You hope you get a window seat. Yeah, for two hundred grand. Because here's the deal. This is what really ticks me off. Is uh-huh. You've got he sold a hundred and whatever seats, hundred and seventy five fares. And that means like 170 of those people are probably rich. Okay. And then five are spending their pension to go up there. Of course. That's right. And invest to be part of this. That's right. Is there a screening process to make sure crazy? Because I don't want to be sitting next to Britney Spears who gets a window seat. (laughs) And all I have is a picture of her bald head with a slice of the earth behind it. And of course, you know, when you're weightless, a lot of people get queasy stomach and they might throw up. And it turns out when you're weightless, if you throw up, the the vomit kind of floats around the air. It could get caught in your hair and things. So these are things that are not yet fully resolved in this. Why would you buy? Oh, my gosh. Am I the only person in the world who would not do this first? <laughs> did you did you go on the street and talk to people about this? I did. And funny enough, most of them said they would do it. OK, let me let me hear what let me hear what what you got there. First question is, would you want a seat on it if you had two hundred thousand? Um, If that was the best thing I could think of to do with two hundred thousand um, dollars. It's a maiden voyage to go out in space. I, it would be fun. Sure. Does it scare you that it's the, it's the first time it's ever gone out? Someone has to be on the first one. Well, he's sending his mother. If you could send just anyone out to space, who would you send? It depends whether or not they're going to come back. <laughs> uh, 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 I would like to go. I would like to <laughs> When? Do you see what I'm talking about? Right, right. But, but he's not... Everybody said that they would want to go. And right. Most everybody, except for one lady who was like 80... She said she wouldn't go, which Why I not? was surprised. Why not? The same she's, reason she, I wouldn't go. No, I, if you're 80, you're 80. Dude, take on life if you're no, 80. because she's wise, Neil. Listen to me. Two <laughs> words. Maiden voyage. Was Titanic not a maiden voyage? It was. He doesn't even know. Am I wrong? But let me just get, let me get all the details for people who are listening. Okay. It, it, Branson is taking this money. We, we don't know. 200 what, grand per person. Right. At this point, there's no no spacecraft built yet that's correct we have no idea what kind of security there's not even a spaceport for it yet that's correct and nasa is not involved in this right? they are not involved the whole point is that it's entrepreneurs doing it basically in their garage Uh, okay and you don't find that even a little frightening uh no because would you do it would you go up now no because (laughs) i'd wait for like the first few hundred to do it because i'm not you know i was like the second or third out of the cave not the first one okay and you're an astrophysicist which makes you practically a genius, and you wouldn't do it. No, not yet. I'm, you know, because a lot of people, you know, die trying. And so I don't want to be the first one 
to be on the list of those who were the pioneers who died. I want to know if Branson is close to his mother. If anyone knows if Branson is close to his mother, call us because I don't like that Branson is touting this as like, I'm sending my mother. Really? That's great. But if you don't like your mom, then what's the bit? I want to know if you're going to, if you would spend 200 grand to go. Give us a call here at 1-888-520-9710 and get a free book, uh, Death by Black Hole, my recent book. (laughs) Supplied by the publisher, W.W. Norton. Death by Black Hole or Dating Lynn Copley. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. If you give the, a gift called Death by Black Hole, to some, do you give that to someone you like or someone you don't like? That's someone you don't like. Okay. Or someone who's just really into science. But that's another good reason to call and win the book because it's a great re-gift for like your father or something. Like, <laughs> And with the holidays here. Well, if we got Jerry calling from Long Island on line one, he wants to know about like tr- whether travelers go through the same training. Let's hear, let's hear your question, Jerry. <gasps> well, uh, you know, I, I saw the movie The Right Stuff, and I saw what they, what they did to all those guys. Uh, yeah, that was, quite a, that was quite a sight. Yeah, this yeah, is going to be the wrong stuff, Jerry. <laughs> it's a little scary. I'd, I'd, I'd be a little scared to actually, if I was going to send my mom up into space, to have her go through all that. But uh, if, if you did want to go up and take a tour, w- would you have to go through that kind of testing process, and would they poke no, and prod No, in fact, you? this is an excellent question. And it turns out a lot of that training in the old days was in case the ship did like an emergency landing in the desert and then they had to survive until they were picked up. Today, you know, you're picked up within minutes by rescue vehicles. You don't have to like eat lizards. No, but Jerry has a great question. I mean, mm-hmm. couldn't Jerry, are you also like, are, are you with me on? Could other things go wrong? Is that what you're kind of asking? Too? Well, like, yeah. Could- I mean, well, besides just what they would do to me before I got up there, I'd be a little afraid of what happened after I got up there. Well, exactly. They, yeah. Well, they probably wouldn't. They probably want you to lose a little weight if you were a little bit overweight because that's sort of extra fuel they'd have to carry to take you up. But other than that, they'll give you some like air sickness or space sickness medicine. And no, you wouldn't need special training for this because. They'd launch you and bring you right back. You land on the runway, you know, 45 minutes later. Neil, do you not realize how crazy that sounds? Like, you, you have to have special training to get on the airplane. Right, Jerry? <laughs> yeah. When you're on the airplane, don't they tell you? So is it 200 grand you, for 45 minutes? Yeah, yeah. It's not very long. But the question is, would you do, would you do it? Let's say you were worth a million dollars. Would you spend a fifth of your net worth to do this? Uh, not for 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Jerry. Jerry's on my side. One for my team. You, you, guess what you won, Jerry? You won the black hole and other cosmic quandaries okay. by Neil deGrasse Tyson because that was a good question and you're a smart man. Jerry, thank stay you. on the line. We'll get your name and address and tell me how you'd like it inscribed and we'll get it out to you. Thank you, my friend. All right. So, Lynn, you know, you get up there. <laughs> He's right. And, and I'd be concerned that if you were not on the side of the ship that would happen to be looking at the earth because I'm never on the right side of the airplane. Exactly. Look, the Grand Canyon is off to your left and I'm on the right friggin' side of the airplane when that happens. What else can you see, Neil, that couldn't be good? Like, could you see an asteroid fly by and be like, what's that? You could, but we would have known that in advance. You, you, would, you would launch when an asteroid was not going to hit you large enough. That, but little ones, you don't know. Some are small and are not tracked. I was going to say. And they're going 18,000 miles an hour. I mean, aren't there things going on in space that we don't There's know floating about? debris. There are fragments of, of, of spacecraft. There are fragments of the Chinese space. Uh, Chinese, um, uh, uh, what, what they, they, they broke up their Don't ask satellite. me. I have no idea. No. <laughs> they, top, they tomahawked out of orbit one of their satellites, and it broke into a gazillion pieces. Those pieces are in orbit okay. now 18,000 miles an hour. It's dangerous going into space. So that goes with Jerry's question. Why isn't there training? Well, you can't be trained to duck from something moving 18,000 miles No, but miles you can be told, like, like, first of all, are they wearing a spacesuit when they go up there? Well, it's not, to be, it's not known yet whether there'll be a pressurized cabin, in which case you'd have a helmet, but then that would be really nasty if you threw up. So you would want a pressurized cabin. 
Okay. But maybe like a cool Neil. space outfit. Okay, Neil. What? Listeners, did you hear what Neil deGrasse Tyson just said? We don't know if it's a pressurized cabin. So somebody, there are 175 dingbats out there that took, spent 100, that spent 200 grand, and they don't even know if it's a pressurized cabin. Okay. I'm an idiot. All right, call me. Tell me if you would go. We're here at Star Talk. I'm your host Neil deGrasse Tyson with comedian Lynn Coplitz. One triple eight five two zero nine seven one zero. Then we've got Trisha. Calling in, she said she doesn't want to go. Line two, Trisha. Hello, Trisha. No, I, I wouldn't go. I think uh, all of the points that you're making mm-hmm. of reasons why it would be dangerous and it shouldn't be done are very valid. I wouldn't go <laughs> if somebody gave it to me as a gift. But, but, but Trisha, <laughs> I'm not, that's that a great answer. Like a good gift to me, floating around in my own vomit and other people's vomit. No. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, but Trisha, does that mean that you're you would be like the last one? At, let's go back in time. You would have said, I'm not going out of the cave to see what's on the other side of the river because I might, I, something bad might happen. You'd be like back in the cave? Would that be you? Okay, first of all, Trisha, you don't even have, have to no answer that. To go into space for, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe we are crazy. Maybe we're the two crazy ones, Holland. I don't know. No, yes, maybe, no. We are smart. Trisha, do not listen to Dr. Tyson over here <laughs> because he's, he said he wouldn't go. So he'd yeah. be cowering in the cave with you. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Trisha, if you were 80, would you go? No. Still not. No, oh you, know what, you know what, okay. Trisha, yeah. let me tell you why we're smart. Let me tell you right now. Because for 200 grand, people are already putting money up there. We are not, you're not screening out the crazy. We have no idea who's going to screw off their helmet and start losing it up there. And in 20 minutes, a lot can go on. Am I not wrong? Yeah, a lot, a lot can lot. take place like in the, 20 the minutes. Go on. It could go downhill really quick. It could get ugly. <laughs> exactly. All right, Trisha, thanks for that. Well, stay online, give your address. We'll get you the free book and you the year's membership. Thanks, Trisha, thanks, for calling Trish. uh, Another one on my team. <laughs> no, no, I, I found it. Someone, this Cheryl from Chatsworth, who apparently would love to go. Line three, Cheryl. Hello. Hello, Cheryl. Hello. You're, you're, you you want to go. Oh, I'm crazy. in a heartbeat. There you go. I, See, have, here's someone... I have always wanted to go into space, um, although my family says I'm there all the time. But um... <laughs> Exactly. That's the point. Cheryl, are you on but... any kind of medication? Are you nuts? <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm not. No. But you know what? I, I just, I love, I walk at night and I look at the stars and I just would love to be up there amongst it. I would go in a heartbeat. That is a beautiful, that's beautiful, and I'm glad there are those among us in our population who be the first to go. Like you may have heard me say, Cheryl, I would not be the far be like the third to go. I'd wait oh, for a few would months. I have to be the first? Hmm. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's a maiden voyage. The that's maiden the voyage. point. You'd be going up with, Cheryl, that's the scary part. You'd what? be going up hey, with You know what? I still would go because I'm sure that they would do, you'd have to have some training and have to have some psychological no. evaluation, I would Yeah, think. I think so, too. Some psychological stability test would be necessary. Yeah, so you don't you, go berserk in space. You do think that would happen. I would, I would hope so. I would I mean, hope, yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, but, but, okay, but so you wouldn't be on the maiden voyage. I presume they'd send up other animals just to check out to see what would happen. Cheryl, tell me for two. <laughs> 200 grand. What would, just tell me this, Cheryl. You're going up. You're spending 200 grand. What would you expect to get for your money? Give me three things you would expect to have happen. Because the whole thing is last, you know, half hour. It's a half hour trip. What do you expect okay. to have, get okay. out of it? I would expect to just have the feeling of weightlessness, which you get. Yeah. I would expect to just have an awe-inspiring feeling of looking down at you'll, the you'll earth, see earth out the window. Mm-hmm. So you want to you want a window seat? <laughs> Absolutely, I'll put. And number three, out of the one way. you want to feel weightless, window seat. Um, and just something that when I'm 80 years old, I can look back and say, you know what, I did that, and I was I did it. 
There you go. I, lo- I love it. I think you can get the same feeling from the rodeo. <laughs> I think we put you on one of those... <laughs> One of those fake cow things. You'll feel a little weightless. And a little lightheaded at the <laughs> you end. you get a great story to tell when you're 80. Yeah, and, um, and I, think, I think the maiden voyage in space will be a much better uh, story. <laughs> well, thanks, Cheryl, for calling in. And we'll, we'll get you a book and a free year membership to the Planetary Thank you Society. very much. All right. So, so, Lynn, you know, other stuff, a lot of stuff. She was in, nuts. No, Just she was Just face it. Not, she no, was crazy. No, no. She's one of my peeps there, I think. She, she knows how to get out there. I mean, a nice lady. Glad she called. I'll tell you, other things you'll see out the window, you'll see the stars in broad daylight because the atmosphere would otherwise be lighting up your sky. That's kind of cool. You'll see the atmosphere of the Earth and the curvature of Earth's surface. Wow. And it's very cool. Could you take a picture? Uh, If you bring your camera, take a picture out the window. Lean over the person next to you, even if it is Britney Spears. You're listening to Star Talk. Our toll-free number is 888-520-9710. We want to hear if you'll go into space. We'll be back shortly. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you, like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx ground is faster to more locations than UPS ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. And that's good, because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any of you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. Save big money on everything. Now at Menards. Make quick work of your outdoor cleaning project with Master Force Outdoor and Landscaping Tools. The 80-volt cordless trimmer is powerful, efficient, and hassle-free. So you spend less time working on your yard and more time enjoying the results. On sale now through May 19th. Check out our wide selection of Master Force tools and see the rest of our deals on Menards.com. Save big money at The future of space and the secrets of our planet revealed. This is Star Talk. Whether you're a space cadet or a rocket scientist, we want to hear from you. The phone lines are open. Call now. This is Star Talk. Like that intro, too. So you're the rocket scientist and I'm the space cadet. I'm taking it. 
So from the space cadet, Neil, and people who are still listening, um, <laughs> you're telling me at the break that you could see. Neil told me at the break, guys, that you could look out the window on the Virgin Galactic and possibly see a wrench flying by. Well, there's some tools that got that floated away from earlier space stations and things. Do you know how annoyed I would be <laughs> if I bought, like, my mother a, a gift to go out in space and she came back with a picture of a wrench? Space is not empty. There's a space s- wrench, satellite parts and other things. Well, you here's know? another thing. Yeah? I started to ask you before we, we had to go right back on the air. Yeah? You told me the story recently about how we sent the name of the chimp we first sent up in space was uh, called Ham. Ham, Ham, yeah. And Russia sent a dog yes. named Laika. Yes. But we brought Ham back, and they left Laika. Yeah, Laika was left to die in orbit. That's so could correct. you look out the window and maybe see Laika, like, in like Twister, frozen, just flying by? Frozen Laika. Could you? <laughs> no? No, no. Laika long ago re-entered the atmosphere up in a puff of smoke. But Gross. we've got more people who are experts on this. There's about uh, people who are pioneers in space industry. There's, oh, guy named, there's a guy named Bob Weiss, who some may know as a movie producer of some of the zaniest movies ever made. Kentucky Fried Movie, mm-hmm. an Undercover Brother, Naked Gun, Two and a Half, Tommy Boy. He's got quite the profile. And that's huge. Tommy he's, Boy. He's also a space geek. And he's... I was going to say, you see, this is what gets me about you, about the space geeky people. Yeah. It's like Canadians. Like, you ever had a Canadian friend, and all of a sudden they're like, let's go oot. And you're like, oh, my God, you're not American. <laughs> you're a fake American. There's a lot of fake like, He's co-founder of the XPRIZE. Co-founder of the XPRIZE. What is that? Well, let's find out. Okay. And, by the way, what is the XPRIZE Foundation? The XPRIZE Foundation was established originally uh, to promote alternative ways of getting to space. I had Alternative my, to NASA? Alternative to NASA. What's, what's wrong with NASA? Uh, NASA's doing lots of good things. However, they're doing it with taxpayer money, of which there is not an unlimited supply. Okay. And they're doing them in a particular way that's steeped in their culture and history and not necessarily addressing uh, a lot of the things that should be addressed. So you want to create a new space culture? Uh, we do indeed, and we at the X Prize were interested in transforming how people thought about space and space travel. That's Bob Weiss as a co-founder of the X Prize. He's a pretty—I mean, for a pretty cool guy, he is kind of a science geek. Yeah, but he's a cool science geek. But I think. now let me get. Let me just. Uh, I, I want to go to a call. We've got a caller oh, okay. who, who's ready. We got John from Orange County. Uh, John, would you go up now? Um, it's pretty uh, conditional. What are your conditions, John? <laughs> um, I would have to be really rich, and um, I'd want about three or four hundred safe flights before I went. Three or four hundred—that's a good number. I'm so all, you, I mean, you would not do the maiden voyage? No, definitely not. Yeah. Okay, I mean, but how rich? Scale, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you want to have <laughs> a lot of a lot of flights on your belt before you went? We like experiment. Uh, yes, he would, uh, but he's kissing uh, Richard Branson's butt. Yeah, but John, let me ask you: How much richer than a hundred thousand than two hundred thousand dollars would you have to be to spend the two hundred thousand? I think I'd want to be in that set that's looking for ways to get rid of money. Probably twenty million or so. Twenty million. Okay. John, did did now you heard we were just talking about uh, Bob Weiss has created mm-hmm. this X Prize. Yep. And uh, <laughs> the prize is is asking people to go out there and and come up with ways to go out into space. Yeah, they wait for that to happen. That's right. In fact, he's going to tell us what what it, how cheap he wants to get it. <laughs> so let's see what Bob also Thank tells us. Thank you so us. much, John.
We'll pick up. Well, what the marketing uh, research shows is that people will spend an equivalent amount of money to the family car to be able to take the adventure of a lifetime. Oh, so that's so this is not just something you do every time. It is the one time trip that you live for. Uh, pretty much. It's um, I guess so family cars nowadays, let's say twenty thousand, twenty five thousand, twenty, twenty five thousand dollars. That's the price point we would like to see at right now. Just so you have a sense of scale, people are flying into space for $20 million on hardware essentially left over from the uh, Cold War or so the first space race. Okay. <laughs> left over uh, hardware. Uh, let me just get this straight, please. Yes, go. So Bob Weiss, is, uh, his XPRIZE Foundation, he's offering 10 to $20 million yes. for people who can like pimp your space mobile is basically what you're saying? Basically, yeah. It's a prize. If you have the first vehicle, it'll take people into space for cheap. So he's telling people to go out into their garage. Yes. And so, so basically, people. no, so, no, you know, no, no, not cover people. clever people. people. <laughs> no, just anybody. He said anybody can do this. Okay, he did say anybody. I'm so, sorry. Which means there's someone in, like, my hometown in Stanton, Virginia right now who just pulled out the duct tape and is like, I got a great <laughs> okay. idea. All right. Well, do you, all right, Lynn, you got somebody who's got another idea? Let me hear it. I, well, I, I mean, I'm just saying. I, I, if, is there anyone out there? Oh. You know, I went on the street and I talked to somebody. You, okay. Lynn, what did you, you talking to people on the street again. What, what happened? Go. It was frightening. Do you have an idea? Any ideas? Another way other than like a rocket, some cool new plane rocket shuttle thing uh, that could get out into space. If I were a scientist, maybe I can come up with something. <laughs> okay, John, give me your idea for the X Prize. I like your idea. Okay. A Jiffy Pop popper. A Jiffy Pop popper for a human being? Absolutely. How would that Absolutely. Work? I have no idea, but if you throw them inside the Jiffy Pop, throw a flame underneath them, they pop them right out. Am <laughs> <laughs> I? Really, honestly, people listening, I'm like, I'm not even kidding. Call because am I? Am I nuts? Am, am I really nuts? Is this what? Is is this a good idea? This commercial space stuff because I I can't. I like NASA. I like things the way. I like having engineers. I like trained professionals going out into space. And the idea of, did you hear what I just got off the street? <laughs> Jiffy Pop? Like, we're going uh, to, that was crazy. This was this guy's first idea. You're listening to Star Talk. I'm your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson, with comedian Lynn Complitz. And we're just trying to find out what would get you to go into space. Or do you have a better idea for the X-Prize? Now, I remember when I was a kid, looking at Jiffy Pop, it was like magic watching this thing expand up on the sta- uh, right on the stove. And Neil, tell me what you, come on, tell me what you do with Jiffy Pop. It was magic. You it was, heat it, <laughs> and the bottom gets hot. I want to hear what you have to say. Call us at one eight one triple eight five two zero nine seven one zero. It may take more than just clever engineers in their garage to figure out how <laughs> to go into space. Maybe sources of money not yet tapped for it. But what, I want to go back to Bob Weiss and find okay. out what he tells us. Please. I remember when I saw the movie 2001, Stanley Kubrick's brilliant 1968, film. 1968, I guess that was. 1968, mm-hmm. exactly. And they depicted a future in space, then some 33 years in the future. We all remember those scenes. Exactly. And there was a ship that was traveling uh, from the Earth into space. And there was a logo of what at the time was a world-class commercial airline called Pan Am, Pan now Am. defunct. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there were things like uh, Howard Johnson's uh, on the space Hojo's station. Hojo's on the Hill space Hill. station. Exactly. They had the Earth light room. I remember seeing that, and that worried me greatly. I thought, oh, there goes the neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you had more commercial foresight than I did. I thought space should be left pure. But, of course, you can only enable this if it becomes an industry. That's your point. Exactly right. And also in that By the film. Way, you, you didn't comment that every one of those businesses is now defunct. You with know, the exception of Hilton. Oh, the Hilton is still there. They're, okay. they're, they're still in business. But mm-hmm. that gave that whole film a reality, the fact that they were commercial interests. 
reality check involved. This is this is good. I mean, I like I like that Bob Weiss is trying to do this on the cheap. But I gotta tell you, of course. I mean, Starbucks and Gap, are, they show up everywhere. Do you think there's going to be some sort of sponsoring or advertising? Call us at Star, at Star Talk, 888-520-9710. And if you call in, you'll get a free inscribed book, Death by Black Hole and Other Cosmic Quandaries. <laughs> I happened to write that book. My publisher heard I was going to be on, on the air and offered free copies for and it. And that's very You sweet. also get a free annual subscription to the Planetary Society. Because I happen to know you're very cheap. So I gotta, it's very nice of you to get I got to go to Greg on line five. He said he would go, but, Greg, but what? Uh, the basic okay. thing is is that I have I get a little queasy when I go on flights, just regular airline flights. So, um, <laughs> but I you would, would nonetheless uh, go. You would I nonetheless would go, go into space. Give me like you know you know mega doses of like uh, you know some kind of thing to take care of the queasiness or whatever. That's what I mean. I, but I would need and, about a. I'd have to have be about worth a hundred million dollars, I think, to spend the the two hundred thousand. Okay, well, if you were worth that much money, you would definitely have, you could get a shot of something that would, would not make you <laughs> nauseous. But, but, but chances are, because I also get seasick and, and motion sickness, you would probably fall asleep from whatever they gave you. Oh, that wouldn't so be bad. So that would that stink. Would be bad. It would be Dramamine. You'd be, you wouldn't remember it. That would be bad. But, yeah, but would you be the first to go? Great. Uh, yeah, why not? I mean, if, well, let's find out. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. I mean, somebody's got to do it. Greg. Wait, but, mean, but Bob Weiss Chuck has Yeager, a, a Chuck Yeager had to be the first go, you know, past the speed of sound. You know, somebody's got to try it. Somebody's That's right, try. but he wasn't throwing up the whole time. <laughs> Not that we were told. Yeah, but see, this is my point too. The people that are going up are going to be the pukers and the crazies. Let's find out what Bob Weiss said about dying trying. The prize gives them focus. How many of them are just going to kill themselves trying? Well, we hope none. We were very fortunate. Many in people the died at the, at the dawn of of aviation. Uh, absolutely. And, so we're going to have to expect some of this. Uh, yes, and we're opening up a new frontier. A new way to die. And Well, here's <laughs> the thing, though. Um, That's what it is. Uh, it is, but it's in service of a good cause. And I think uh, what's happened is the culture has become too risk-averse. Uh -huh. And when you try to play it safe all the time, then you don't get to stretch the boundaries. And then you never leave the cave. You do not leave the cave. And if that's okay with you, and you're okay with the then cave getting the real cave. cluttered and dirty, you stay in there, and it's kind of dark and a mess. But I think that uh, a lot of us have more hope for the planet than... Well, it turns out, Lynn... Lynn <laughs> I'm fine with the cave. Lynn, the Wright brothers, we, learn, we know of them, but there's surely oh, people uh, died uh, before them. Uh, it, surely? Yeah, what about the Schultz brothers? We never heard about them. <laughs> That's my point. Is the Wright brothers got all the press, they but got there all were the press. a lot of wrong brothers. The, the wrong brothers. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, this, I got to hear, hear from... Who's this? Uh, we have another I, I, I lost her. Where is she? She's from... Carmen from Brooklyn. You said you would not go... Car no, Carmen, no. It, sensible no. Carmen. There's, there's she's from Brooklyn. You could do to get me there. Nothing. I don't. I don't first of all, I don't go anywhere where there's not at least a three-star hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I I get seasick on the subway. You're putting me in a station for 45 minutes. I'd be the one to throw up, and they'd be like, "Great, the fat girl screwed it up for us." It would be horrible. Whoa! Whoa! No, no. Carmen. I, I think, Boundaries are a good thing, and I think, like, the atmosphere, ozone, that's a boundary. And, and if a scientist is going to go and they're going to do some kind of, ex, you know, expert mission or whatever, but me, I live a virtual reality life. I, I'm a pro golfer, tennis player, and boxer on my Wii, that's and okay. that's good enough for me. We yeah, have girl, you have plenty to talk right now. Carmen in the house from Brooklyn. Thanks, Carmen, Thank for you, that. Thank you, Carmen, and I agree with you, and I think you're very smart. 
All right, so what else did Bob Weiss have to say? I think we we heard all we can from him. You're going to die. Poor, you might, you know. Poor Bob. Let me see if I get one more call in in the last few seconds. Let's say, uh, Laura from L.A., line two. Laura, you Hello? still there? Yeah, Laura. Laura, Hi, Laura um, would you... I just want to know, you know, Virgin's sort of known for the amenities, because I would yes. love to go. Yeah. But- are there going to, you know, I mean, is there drink service? Is there, like, steward and <laughs> no, I, You know what, Laura? Is there food, you know? Well, what, yes, what? that's what I want to know. Is there an astro flight attendant? We'll pick Good that question. up. Let's pick that up after the break, and we'll talk about whether they serve drinks and any other amenities. And keep that... listening, because we're going to talk about sex and space, too. Indeed. Stay with us. Star Talk. Bringing space and science down to Earth. You're listening to Star Talk. Unlocking the secrets of your world and everything orbiting around it. This is Star Talk. Our last caller, Neil, was Laura, and she does win a book, Death by Black Hole and Other Cosmic Quandaries, that you wrote, and Mm -hmm. the Planetary Society membership, because she brought up a very good point, I thought, about how she wants to know what she's getting for 200 grand Mm -hmm. because she likes five star hotels. And that's a great segue into the next thing I wanted to talk about. What is that, Lynn? Sex in space. Lynn. Because we know you found it and you sent it to me, Neil, and we are talking about it. Pierre Kohler, who is a French scientist, he wrote this thing in in, in his book, correct, about apparently there's a little mission that NASA sent astronauts up in space to try out 10 sexual positions. Yeah, yeah. They, they had a list of 20, but they narrowed it down to 10. Can you imagine that day, people, when you're an astronaut and they knock on your door and ask it and you find out you're like a piece of astronaut? Because <laughs> they want you to be one of the people that tries out the 10 positions. <laughs> anyway, so the point I'm making is that there's a sex, a NASA sex tape floating around out there. Am I correct? Uh, well, sort of, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I don't know how floating it is, but I, it, it, but But there were four sexual positions, and I want callers to tell us what they think, four sexual positions that were the good ones that could be used out of the 10 without help. Well, yeah, here's the problem. When you are weightless in space, a lot of things that go on under between the sheets can't happen that way in space. So call in and tell us what you think would be the worst position, the hardest one in space, because we know which one they said was the hardest. Well, we, got, we got Mike from Santa Monica on line one, which is asking that for outright. And uh, Mike, you want to know if there ever has been sex in space? The answer is yes. The Russians did it first, and there were uh, other <laughs> missions for which that was the case. And so what we don't know is any, if any baby has been conceived in space. That's another thing to know. Really? Is yeah, Mike on the line that. right now? Uh, Mike, are you on the line, line one? Yes. Yeah. So, so, so Mike, do you, would, would this is something you would do, I guess? Is that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but my question was that uh, I, I've heard talk that there has been a lot going on in the International Space Station, not just with the Russians, and that there was, in fact, at least one pregnancy uh, that transpired in the International Space Station that NASA and the European Space Agency have hushed up. And I was wondering if you know anything about that. No, I, I am not authorized to divulge. <laughs> Seriously, are there some space hoes out there that no one knows about? Space hoes? Yeah, that's what Mike's asking. Mike, okay. Mike do, do you have an idea on what you think would be the most difficult sexual position? I think female superior would be yeah, difficult given the weightlessness. Female superior. Ooh, I ooh, love, well, I love how scientific way. you are. Does that mean girl on top? Yes. Yeah, okay. well, yeah, that's an excellent point because that one relies he- heavily on gravity to return mm. to where you once were. So that, yeah, that's, that's not the hardest one, though, but no, that's one of them? Yeah, I think that the standard positions, what happens is, it, if you remember your Newton's laws of motion, uh, one of them... <laughs> I'm sorry, I just fell asleep for a minute. <laughs> sorry if you don't remember it from your high school physics. 
Did you did you take high school physics, Lynn? Mike, are you still with us? <laughs> did you fall asleep? You got to remember one of the laws of physics is. For every, oh, for, every, e- for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. See, he, See, remem- he fell asleep for a minute. Now he remembers. Yes, Mike, you remembered. And so in space, where there's no friction to hold you in place, any thrust in one direction, there's a recoil, and you end up flying apart from each other. Next thing away. you know, you have a broken nose. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Mike. You, you okay. have won a book, Death by Black Hole and Other Cosmic Quandaries, and uh, a year's membership. A year's yeah, membership? the year's membership to the planetary side. Thanks for calling in, Mike. For Karen. Thank you. And for letting us know that there might be someone who got uh, knocked up out on the Russian <laughs> space station. So the point is, the future of space ex- space tourism would include hotels and residences <laughs> and this sort of thing. So typically... Could you spread someone's ashes out in space? That as well, but you hope you wouldn't have died in space to make that happen. So you- I bet, see, again, that's a <laughs> kook. You know some kookaburra is going to go up there and do just that. I'm I, taking my helmet off. I want to go. I we want to know what you think on Star Talk. Our phone number is one eight 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 five two zero nine seven one zero. If you call in, you get a free inscribed book, <laughs> Death by Black Hole, which I happen to write, but my publisher heard I'd be on the air this afternoon and offered a free copies. So I like that you said your publisher because I happen to know you're a little tight in the wallet. <laughs> it was very nice of your publisher. I'm just playing. You but- also get a, a free year's uh, subscription and membership to the Planetary Society. Nearly. Yes, well, I like Mike because what did he just call woman on top? What did he say? Female superior position? Yeah, that he's was- got like lingo for this. I didn't he's know there was lingo. like you, I think. Well, maybe he's a, he's a student of, of positions. But that if you are, hilarious. and he remembered his Newton's Laws. So maybe he's like more into this than we had thought. I'm glad because I can maybe have sex in space because I hate that position. It's exhausting. Too much work. <laughs> so that would be like the 200-mile club if you needed to. The yeah. Isn't it farther than that? Uh, no. Low Earth orbit, anywhere between two and 300 miles will work for you. The space station orbits at 240 miles around there. Oh, wouldn't that be cool? You could have like little quickie hotels, little quickie space stations where you just check in for 15 minutes. So the point is, as we go into space and there are hotels and restaurants and, you know, probably brothels will follow. How long is this going to all take place? Because you should know that astrophysics, the study of the universe, is the second oldest profession. So if we get (laughs) you out there, the, the first oldest will probably take hold. Space hookers. Space hookers. That was... This is Star Talk. <laughs> Star Talk was brought to you by the Planetary Society. Did you know that, Lynn? Can I just ask a question before we leave? What? What is the Planetary Society? It happens to be the largest space interest group in the world, Lynn. <laughs> if you remember, you participate in discovering new worlds, the search for life. They work with NASA. Oh, that really is cool. All of this. It makes space exploration happen at planetary.org. Uh-huh. That's it. They're awesome, then. You've been listening to Star Talk. Tell us what you think at StarTalkRadio at Mac.com. Give us your points of view. That's our show this week. I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson. And I'm Lynn Couplet. Saying goodbye. Over. 97.1. KLSX. Free FM.